I mean, I'd like to say that, you know, it's one of those things where I realized in the middle of it, like, okay, no, I can handle this. But instead, even during that, I was like, oh, no, I can't handle this. Like, it was weird. And that's supposed to be the time when you're, like, actually resting, too. Right, I know. That's not very relaxing. It did not work out. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I'm Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Stillen. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network and available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. Thank you for finding us. A lot to talk about today, but thank you to everybody who goes to funemploymentradio.com, clicks on the Amazon link. It's just a quick click, and it does help us out it's a quite quick a click. bit. It's a quick click. Um, we're going to get into talking about what I was bringing up here at the beginning. I mean, it's it's a kind of a discombobulated show, so a couple of things here to start off. One, this show may end early um, because, you know, it is... June 30th in the year 2020, in the year a, of our apocalypse. It is a Tuesday. It is a Tuesday, and uh, we are broadcasting, you know, not from our regular Fun Employment Radio studio. We haven't been there for months, uh, but we are broadcasting out of the uh, the Fun Employment Radio home studios at Greg's house. And uh, as <laughs> you Greg, know... I like how you said, about your, you said that about yourself in the third person. It's at Greg's at, house. At Greg's house. Um, and We're as you know, house. if you've been listening to the show, I've had a few issues with the, uh, with the pipes in my house. It's an old house, and it's finally gone beyond the point to where it's anything that I can fix. And there's something going on again, and my basement just keeps on backing up and flooding, and this time for a different reason. So there is somebody that's going to be showing up to um, to take a look at those. It's it's past the point that I can reach. So uh, Wait, that's the point you can reach, like with your skills, or that you physically, can like, physically reach. Yeah, I mean, okay. I I needs to go up to the next level now because it's getting it's getting to the point where I already had this line replaced. Mm-hmm. And so it seems the problem is down there, which is really scary because it means if they messed up the line at any point or it didn't do it right, hopefully then that's something that they would pay is for. It this should the same be. company that you used before. Yes. It's the same company, but Good. they've got a guy that's going to be showing up. Probably they said in the next like 20 minutes or so, um, that, uh, when he does show up, well, unfortunately I'll have to go because I'll have to go down there and, talk through it with them and then you know wait for the verdict of whatever it is and probably they'll try to blame me somehow but uh but Why probably would they not try to blame you so if you have i mean if you've ever owned a home that's usually how it is you just wait for somebody to try to figure out how it's your fault i don't see how this could be my fault and i don't know what else could be wrong um i'm out of answers that's why i have to bring somebody in yeah uh, but we'll uh, we'll find out it's very nerve-wracking so in the big somebody... guns well it's very nerve-wracking when you have somebody come in well, yeah, you don't like having people like come and look at your stuff. Well, it usually means money. Mm-hmm. It usually means lots and lots of money, and that's why I'm like, uh, but we'll we'll see. So um, we'll have to see what's going to happen. Oh boy, everybody's giving me very good reasons not to be freaking out right now in our live chat. Anyway, thank you to everybody who's a live subscriber. We do appreciate it. Uh, something else I wanted to bring up at the beginning is, you know, it's it's the the, the times we're in. Sometimes the, this well, this stuff could happen anytime, uh, but. Uh, I wanted to make a note because Carl Reiner passed away today. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, Comedic genius. You know, I know everybody knows him from like Ocean's Eleven and all those movies, but he's a very funny man by all accounts. A very, very nice man. Uh, But there's something I want to call attention to. I think he's awesome. I mean, he was 98 years old. So that's That's a a good good run. Yeah, Yeah, that's a good run. Um, But uh, something that I would like people to watch if you're ever interested about him so he was best friends with mel brooks for like pretty much their entire lives yeah and him and mel brooks there's an episode of comedians in cars getting coffee with jerry seinfeld where he goes to meet up with mel brooks and carl reiner 
I think he's done multiple episodes with like both of them, maybe at some point. But there's one in particular episode where they go and apparently Mel Brooks and Carl Reiner had dinner together every night because <laughs> they lived right next to each other. They're both a couple of 90 year olds, you know, but they've done it for like decades and they meet up together. And, you know, you watch you watch the episode and it's a couple of old men eating. So be prepared to see some food falling out of mouth. Oh, some uh, old man egg-, egg eaters. Definitely some old man <laughs> egg eaters. Uh, but. But the episode is just, I, I've always found it really, I guess, sweet would be the word to look for. Because these two oh, still, sure. after all that time, got together every day and, you know, made fun of whatever they were watching on TV, made fun of each other. And we're still able to do that after all that time, you know, both being luminaries in their fields, but just a couple of dudes making each other laugh. <laughs> just having dinner, just having their TV dinners together. Yeah, having their TV dinners and making each other laugh. And I just <laughs> always thought that was just so cool, you know, that, that you know, if you make it to that age, and it's a very fortunate thing, but still it's really awesome to see that. Yeah. I, I always loved that episode. I just find it really, I've seen it several times. There's some reason I just keep going back to it because I'm just like, that's really cool. Well, it is cool to see people who have had like this long lasting friendship who still like, yeah. you know, make a point of it and like then they make it, that's what's important is making each other laugh. Yeah. Yeah, and still, despite all they achieved, you know, neither one has an ego to where they can't make fun of each other and take it, you know, too. And it's uh, it was always just really. Cool I bet Jerry Jerry Seinfeld probably loves him because he's just probably in awe of them, huh? Yeah, the it is kind of funny. Yeah, because he just kind of sits there, you know. And they both, you know, Jerry's obviously very accomplished, and so it's not like that. But but he's kind of like the young guy in there, even though he's probably in his fifties during this. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, or maybe he's older than that. I don't know how old Jerry Seinfeld is when that thing was recorded, but it's, it's still cool. And I recommend it if, uh, anybody wants to watch something that I, I found to be very, you know, just a a feel good kind of episode, just watching the two of them make fun. I think that's great. You know, a couple of old dudes, uh, hanging out that are still, still buddies. So that's it. But just, you know, RIP Carl Reiner. And uh, and that's you know that's all. He, like we said, he's ninety eight, so it's not like this is a tragedy or yeah. something, you know. But still, you can respect. I mean, what but he's it's done. a loss. It's yeah, a loss for sure. Yeah, yeah, and respect. You know what it, what he's done, and by all accounts, he was just apparently a, a wonderful guy. Uh, so that's it. I want to bring that out. Just recommend that to somebody if you were looking for something to watch. Uh, check out that comedians in cars getting coffee. Um, I'll try to figure out what episode number it was, and I think if you just Google the two of them, and I'm sure they'll yeah yeah I, I forget what episode number it was, what season, but uh, okay, going from that, um, try to pack in as much as we can. Yes. In so how is your time. morning going? Well, I mean the morning's fine, um, and I realize I'm talking a lot here, Sarah. Please. No, no, I love it. Like you me. have a you have a lot to do. You have a you have a lot going on. It's okay. Um, I well a couple of. Well, there's a couple of things. I can talk about something from last night, and then I can bring it back up again. Uh, so I had yesterday after our episode talking about the spiders, there's, if you go to, uh. yeah, I, we won't go into details on it, but if you go to Fun Employment Radio's Facebook page, which I encourage you to do and go like if you don't like already, um, Derek from Black's Pest Services added in an extra tidbit about the spiders we were talking about oh, yesterday. God, I'm no. not going to say what it is. Okay, please don't. It, it somehow takes it to another horrifying level. Do I need to text it to Rick? Yes. Okay. Oh, 100% you do. Oh, I will. Oh, yes. You need to. (laughs) And if you want to see it, you can go there to our Facebook page looking for the episode from uh, uh, June 29th, 2020. And uh, it'll be on there. Yeah, that was yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday. I know. It depends on when people listen to this. Was it like a year ago or was it like, I don't know, Who knows anymore? (laughs) Um, but, uh, But after talking about all that, of course, I ended up 
having a dream last night, but it wasn't about that. And this is where I'm realizing I need to get off of, I know this is a problem I brought up before, but I look at my phone too much before I go to bed. And I, or you can even just say like, I look at my phone too much, period. You probably period. I mean, I have to, part of it. Yes. I can justify on like, okay, yeah, it's my job. I got to be on top of the news or whatever. Thankfully. But, uh, uh, the other part is I don't really need to look at as much social media as I do. And it's not that I saw anything political yesterday, but it was somebody who posted a picture and I don't want this to all be about bugs. I'm just going to say it was about, it was a murder hornet. And for some reason, because of the stress that, you know, we're all going through this kind of stuff, but this is the first time I had a murder hornet dream. I don't think I've ever had a murder hornet dream. I hadn't either. It hadn't really been something I've been concerned with. But this, and, and I know, you know, whatever, this is our lives. So if it's whatever, uh, but I was, um, in this dream, I was in this, uh, random house and it was like a three story house, but I lived in the attic still in this house. Apparently that's where I always live. No matter what, that's where forever I'm going to be in attics. Uh, and in this dream though, there was this big, there were a couple other people in the house, but then it was, it was this big worry that the murder hornets are coming. We're like, Oh my God, What? They're coming. Like, there's reports of them invading this area. Well, of course, you, that's like and, a realistic like fear at this particular moment. But it was like swarm of murder hornets, like locusts only murder hornets, and they were coming. And it was like in a movie where they're like coming to attack the house. And so, what everybody's trying to like barricade things and plug all the holes so they can't get in. And then you look, and then there's like one on the floor, and then you hear like the. Like the buzzing getting louder and louder as they start heading towards the house. Are they like super big? Oh yeah. And then they start, like, bombarding the house. And then it's, like, going from room to room trying to barricade it and, like, trying to, like, hide things. And it was – it's just so – I don't normally have those kinds of dreams. But there was one where you – where I woke up and I was just like, (gasps) I'm in the attic. I need to – I wonder if they're downstairs. I need to to barricade the room. And where it takes a minute to to realize it's not a dream. Oh, I hate those. Yeah. And by the way, there are no swarms of uh, murder hornets that are coming for people. Well, not yet. At I mean, least at this point. Isn't that funny? When you're listening to this in the future, be like, ah, they didn't know the murder hornets were coming. Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, look at that little piece of time where they thought that was as bad as it What gets. an innocent oh, time they lived those in. those ding-dongs. On June 30th, 2020, when they thought that was as oh, bad as Oh, they thought that they had, like, reached over, like they'd gotten over the hump. Nope. Yeah. Okay, let me ask you this. What? If we're going down this road. Would you rather have... Okay, would you rather have, um, <laughs> this isn't uplifting though. I said I was going to bring it back up. Never mind. Never mind. We'll go, we'll go a different way. Okay. Would you, okay. Would you rather have sea monsters come out, you Ooh. know, and, and start invading like, uh, like your movie like there? Like in Cloverfield? Like in Cloverfield. Or would you rather have aliens like in, um, uh, I'm sorry. Why am I blanking? Um, the one with Mel Gibson? Independence Day. Oh, would you rather have Independence Day aliens, or oh, would you rather no. have which one of the two? If you had to pick, like a next disaster, would you rather have Cloverfield monsters come out of the ocean, oh, those really like Godzilla-looking creatures and things like that, or would you rather have the aliens from Independence Day? Oh, this is, I'm torn. Yeah, I know because the monster because I mean Independence Day didn't. Hmm. Well, the monster in Cloverfield scared me more. I find that so scary, especially because they don't reveal them until, like, you don't know what spoilers. it is. Spoilers. Yes, again, spoilers for a 15-year-old movie. 
Um, but I mean, that's what makes it even more scary is you don't know what it is, but that you're fighting like an invisible. Yeah. Like, oh, it's scary. But with Independence Day, I mean, they cover the entire sky over every single city. Right. Like, would it be monsters coming out of every body of water in every place? Or would it just be in like one city? Oh, because no. Because the Cloverfield be, happens in like New York. There'd be at least a couple on every, a few on every coast in the world. So everybody would be affected by it. Just on the coasts. I suppose, yeah, if you were in, like, Kansas or something, you'd be safe for a while. Yeah. Okay, then I'd take the water monsters. Take water monsters. But but you're near the water. We live in Oregon. We're near the water. I know. I could, like, burrow and hide somewhere for a little bit. But at least, like, in Independence Day, all the saucers are everywhere. They're over every, like, main country. Yeah. And, like, you know, in different states and everything. So. But the water monsters are going to get you. Maybe they'll just take a little longer. The aliens, it's right there, and you fight them. And if you win, But the aliens have, like, spaceships, and that makes them a lot more, like... You know, they're more limber. They can go to and fro. Right. Okay. I feel like they can, and they have lasers. And they do have lasers. They do have lasers. I feel like the, um, I would go Independence Day. Because clearly, you know, really? you upload the virus up there and, uh, and you know, you handle that. I think I, I would take Independence Day aliens. Wow. As long as they're not like super advanced. Well, you've seen the movie. You know what it is. They are super advanced. Well, I know, but I mean, they're beatable. And I mean, you're not friends with Jeff Goldblum, so how are you going to beat them? Or Bill Pullman. Oh, that's true, too. Yeah. Um, who would I... be your Bill Pullman? Oh, God, never mind. I mean, I don't know. I don't know who the Bill Pullman in this situation was. There, <laughs> yeah. is, no, there is no Bill Pullman in this situation. That's true. Um, yeah, I think that that's probably what I would do. I'm seeing some comments come through in the, in the live uh, chat here. Can these water monsters live on land? Yes. Once they get on land, yes, because they just have been—they're just coming out of the they're water, incubating in the water, and then they come out. Yeah, but so they—they're going to make their way in. They're going to make their way to Kansas at some point, but it just might be a while. Hmm. That's fine. It would buy you some time at least, because then what I do is I'd backtrack and go to where they'd been before. But it's devastated where they were before. Oh boy. Yeah. So you got that kind yeah, of yeah. But in Independence Day, they blow up everything. Like everything's blown up. Yeah. But then, then, they then they're gone, and it's done. No, they come down. Yeah, but once they're... Well, they don't blow up everything. Because hmm. clearly there's still the bunkers out in the middle of the desert. Would you rather have the creatures from the mist? Or would you rather have the thing, the giant um, like spider monsters that come up from the ground in War of the Worlds? Oh, um, well, that's going back to another alien thing. I would much rather have the aliens than the mist. I don't like the mist at all. The mist makes me very uncomfortable. It makes me super uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm. I am not a fan of that. No. No, I would definitely pass on that. I don't like the, but I don't like. That's the about the, the worst thing. case scenario for me. I don't like the world of the worlds thing where something has been buried, laying dormant. Like I, that's another one of those where I thought about it. and I'm like, there could be a giant alien buried underneath there, and then it's just waiting for its like beacon to go off, so that way. They... Well, that could be the truth, right? I now, know. Either. I know. Yeah. That's what I think it scares me. Things of underground, like things that are already on the planet that yeah. are just like dormant and waiting for activation. Mm. That's why I told you like in the bottom of the ocean, okay. in fields. I don't know. Okay. I had this really good idea. I don't think I've ever talked about this on the show. Probably. I had a great idea for a movie. I think I did tell you where, um, you know, all those like water tanks around like that are full of water and they have the big things that those are actually secretly aliens and the planet's running out of water and then when they go to the tanks all of a sudden they activate oh I gotta answer this because Damn I think it. this might be our uh, well yeah. nobody's gonna ever know my brilliant <laughs> well one second here real quick okay hello hi hi how you doing oh you don't just want to clean the pipe 
Uh, okay, that should work out fine. I will have to. Um, yeah, that should that should be fine. Okay, thanks. Bye. What's the word, Big Bird? Well, now they're delayed a little bit, but whatever. Uh, okay, continuing on. So I was going to tell you about my idea about the water tanks. Yes. Those big things. And then my whole thing was like the planet is running low on drinking water, and so everyone has to turn to the tanks to get more water, but it turns out the whole time that the water tanks were aliens, and they become activated and come to life, and they're these water tanks. And you know what the name of the movie would be called? Drought. Okay, number one. <laughs> Number one, wasn't that used? Like the water tank, wasn't that used in like Super 8? Isn't that where the alien hid? No, no. The water tank is the alien. The water tanks are. There's not that many water tanks. There are tons of water tanks once you start looking for them. It's like one in every little town. There are lots of water tanks. And you know what? They are in the little towns, which means they're going to take over middle America first. What do they do? the inside out. Couldn't you just take a leg out? No, I don't know. They're like monsters too. I haven't really workshopped the whole thing. I mean, it's four like spindly legs. I feel like you could trip that up. I feel like that's beatable. No, but they're like stompy legs because maybe some of them are under the ground and they have like big talon claws and there's like, ah. Mm, I don't know. I still feel like that's a beatable. I still monster. think that it's a great. I, I think it's a great idea. Every time I pass a, a water tank, I'm like, oh, drought. <sighs> drought. <laughs> wow. One robot alien in every little town seems concerning. <laughs> um. Okay. A, yeah. I'm okay. saying those tanks are super big too. That, well, they are. There's one. There are a bunch of them in Portland. I suppose there probably are. I just there don't are, really yeah. pay attention well, to Well, that in like North Portland, and there's like yeah, on the outskirts, there are tons of water tanks. Mm-hmm. And you think that would be that's the most scary thing? Yeah. Well, maybe their feet under the ground are a lot bigger than they are. And who put like them smashy. there? They were planted there. And yeah, you know but, what? Because they have worker bees on Earth, and the people who worked for the water company were the ones that have been keeping them. So alive. you're saying people who work for the water company are evil. I'm not saying that they're evil, but I'm saying they're either they're possessed aliens. or they have been re... You know, like, we already know that there are probably people who are walking around on the planet who aren't necessarily human. So, sure. I mean, they could be, you know, wearing a human suit, and uh-huh. they could actually just be pretending to be, like, super into, you know, water management. But really, they're aliens waiting for the for the beacon, for the signal, so they can go and destroy the Earth and make it their own. So you're saying the guy who's going to be showing up at my house here shortly is probably an alien, since he works for some kind of a water sewer mm-hmm. thing. So that's probably what's happening. Probably. Okay. That's what I'm saying. This is actually a warning to you. Okay. All right. Be careful with water workers. Okay. All right. What's your idea for an alien movie? Well, I didn't know I needed to have an alien movie idea. I'm sorry. I I can't help that. I'm just full of ideas. Uh, No. If I were to have one, if it were going to be an alien movie, the aliens are in the asteroids. During the rocks, what they are is the entire asteroid belt that lies between um, Mars and June. What? Are you going to try and sound space smart now? Are you going to try and shame me with your space smarts? You'd be like, actually, the asteroid belt that is located directly between... The asteroid belt would be a perfect way to disguise a whole bunch of alien ships that are just waiting for their moment to attack. Yes, because they're all disguised as asteroids, and we just think, oh, well, there's billions of asteroids out there, but really, each one of them is a ship, and that's where the aliens have been hiding the entire time, and they're all going to activate it once, and all of a sudden be like, oh my god, why is the asteroid belt like, because it entirely circles encircles us, and just like... It engulfs us? Yeah. Comes right in. That's exactly what it would be. I mean, oh, I Mike says definitely aliens living in the sewers that'll come up. Oh my god, that's all I think about whenever I use a porta potty is the fluke monster from X Files. Do you remember that one? <sighs> that's the like one. I, I know because you brought it up before. It's terrifying. I mean, even if people didn't really watch X Files, everyone remembers that fluke monster one. 
it freaks me out. It, it's so nonsensical and so just like I was talking with a friend about this actually the other day. Yeah, it's like I'm still freaked out going into porta potties. Think about that stupid X Files episode. Okay, yeah, I mean that is unnerving. I don't think anybody thinks about it quite as much as you do. Maybe people do. Well, they will now. Yeah, but of well, course. We... Then again, when when are you ever going to use a porta potty again? Unless you're on like a job site. I mean, right like, now. Well, not right now, but I mean like concert venues. But I mean. Your... There, that's not a thing anymore. Well, it's not forever. Like, stop being a negative Nelly. Well, I'm not being a negative Nelly, but I mean... I mean, I think people... I think we're not going to forget... Looking t- I don't think we're going to forget what porta potties are and how gross they are. Well, I'm just saying... Sorry, I have to have my phone on. Door to the yep, stuff, my, but... yep, so my friend Courtney, that's what I was talking to her about it, and she said she thinks it every time. Really? That's I think it... Fear. Does anybody else think about the fluke monster from X-Files? Also, um, if you've ever seen Sleepaway Camp, I believe it's the first one where... Uh, someone gets murdered in a porta potty and then gets like shoved in there. It, it's terrifying. Sleepaway camp. Yeah, it's a it's like an old eighties. Um, I don't know, like horror movie. So that's like can't be horror movie. Your irrational fear has to do with the porta potties and things coming up. Yes, the fluke monster specifically. The fluke monster. Okay. Or something um, like in there, or like accidentally dropping something in there. Try and think of a completely irrational fear they have, which I'm sure I have myriad, but I cannot think of one right now. Um, hmm. I mean, an I, irrational fear you have? Yeah, you have tons of irrational. I fears. do, but I can't think of one right off the top of my head. I don't think I suppress them until they just come out. Well, you know, maybe that murder hornets are going to invade the house, which that one I didn't know I had. Yeah, beforehand, that was a, that was a new one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. I mean, I, I'm sure I have tons. I mean, of I know them. you're very skittly, and you get I'm very skittly. Yeah, but yes. I know but I, a I, lot I mean, of things make you super duper nervous. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not thinking what it could be. I don't know. I'd have to think about it now. Now I'm having a fear because I'm thinking about what I fear, which is just you're fearful because you can't remember what you fear. Yes, that's lucky. (laughs) No, that's not okay. Um, (laughs) All right, and I know this is a weird episode today, and I apologize, everybody, for uh, oh, it's fine. They're all weird episodes. They're all weird episodes during this time. But I mean, I think we've all got stuff like this that we think about. Well, everyone's the important thing to remember is that there's not a fluke monster. No, you know. Not yet. Well, you know, the aliens probably aren't going to invade. And the, um, you know, the monsters from... I swear I saw something else that somebody had written. Oh, like some new species that had been discovered. And, you know, because everyone is... Because this is how we collectively have to cope is by senses of humor. Because someone's like, who had, you know, something, something, something on their bingo card next? Because it was some horrible... It was like some cannibal... It was cannibalistic or some creature that was coming up. Like something else terrible that's happening now. Okay, it's sweet an animal thing. All right. So that. Well, if it's that. a cannibal animal, then that that doesn't gonna that's not gonna affect. I don't us. think it was a cannibal animal. Cannibal animal. Yeah, that cannibal wouldn't affect animal. us. Cannibal animal. Yeah. Um. Okay. Going back to, I know this is a short episode, but uh, something. Wait, are they are they gonna be like? Because I have some world of crazy, or do we have time? Um. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. I mean, go ahead. Give me a timeline. We're... Ten minutes. Okay. I'm not in control of this, so I'm I'm just trying to no, do my best. You need here. to have working pipes. You're fine. Yeah, you're fine. I've been having a lot of my flying water dreams, so when I can tell, I'm super stressed with like water with things underneath it that shouldn't be, like flying and seeing the houses and stuff underneath the water. Those freak me out. I'm sorry. We could talk about. I just want to tell my dream for like two seconds. All right. <sighs> wow. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dylan. Welcome 
to my world of crazy. Crazy. I feel like this is an attainable dream for me. First up, a trip to the store for hot dogs leads a man to win a $100,000 lottery jackpot. I go to the store for hot dogs. Therefore, I might be eligible to win $100,000. No, did he win it because he bought the hot dogs or because no, he No, but to I mean, the, the hot dogs led him to the jackpot. Okay. So this is a Virginia man who made a trip to the, uh, trip to the store to buy some hot dogs, brought home more than dinner when he won a $100,000 jackpot. This is a Gerard Forey of Rocky Mount said he went into Raven's Country Store to buy some hot dogs and decided while he was getting there with his delicious hot dogs, he's like, I'm going to buy a ticket. So he checked the numbers the next day and discovered he had won $100,000. Imagine all the hot dogs he could buy with that. What's the first thing you buy with $100,000? Um, not, not, don't save it. What, what was the first thing you would buy? Um, I would pay something for my parents. Buy something for my parents. Probably like a... Okay, what's the first thing you would buy for yourself? For myself? Make this fun here. Let's... I mean, I don't know. Um, a scooter, for sure. What? You would buy a scooter. What else? What should I buy? You still have a scooter. No, I know. It's still in pieces. My beautiful friend Doug is working on it. Um, no, I would pay off my car, and I would... Oh, I'd take a trip. I'd go fly somewhere immediately. If we could fly anywhere, if any country would let us in, which they don't. No country's going to let you we're in We're so anywhere. dirty. We're dirty, gross Americans. Oh, no. Nobody no, wants us. We're not us. allowed in Europe now. I know we're not. Yeah. No, we're just stuck here in our dirty, sad country that I'm proud to be an American most of the time. However, right now, it's a little embarrassing. That really got really stressful for you for the imaginary st- scenario of just buying something what would with $100,000. Uh, I would buy... Um, See with a hundred grand, uh, uh, a new roof. No, I would. <laughs> I I would probably honestly buy something since we're all staying at home right now. Yeah, I would probably do something like that. I put in like a. Game Wait, so is room. it like is it like quarantine like right now? If I want a hundred thousand dollars, well, I don't know. Now you spun it back around on me, and I don't like how that happened. Yeah, that was it's supposed very to be uncomfortable, on you. isn't it? It was supposed to be on yes. you for that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I would probably yeah invest in like a really like like a newer like nice scooter so that way I could at least like go on adventures in town. You have a scooter. It doesn't run right now. I need to yes, get stuck because there you the neglected parks. it for years. yard. <sighs> All right, have another. Story. Well, that didn't work out. All right, a teen inventor's watch that he has just created reminds users not to touch their faces. Now, this 15-year-old inventor has designed a watch to warn users that they are about to touch their faces. After, actually, both of his parents contracted COVID. So this is Max Malia of Bristol, England, said uh, he and his mother, Natalie, came up with the original idea for a watch dubbed Vibe Pro a couple of years ago as a tool to prevent the spread of cold and flu viruses. But he didn't put the idea to action until the coronavirus pandemic took over the news. So um, the teenager and his father... Uh, helped his father who helped him with the concept work and research earlier in the year has now te- teamed with a product designer to create a working prototype of the vibe pro so what it does is it vibrates to give off warning beeps when it can sense that your hand is starting to get close to your face that's pretty good that's pretty good right yeah eventually it'll kind of teach you to be like Whoop. so this is a 15 year old kid so he is now in the midst of a crowdfunding campaign uh, with a goal of $74,000. Um, so the market, it, it, if it hits the market, it'll be about or $111 per watch by September if the goal is met. He said all proceeds from the initial sales will go toward providing free watches for vulnerable communities and healthcare workers. 
Well, that's cool. Look at that 15-year-old. That's a good That's a good. Knocking it out of the park, buddy. Good job. Yeah. All right. And this guy is also knocking it out of the park in a very different way. A Louisiana man is now facing charges after he decided to go for a swim in a sporting goods store fish tank. Ew, that sounds gross. Yes. So police in Louisiana were able to reel so, okay. in a man. That's a Real lot of pounding on the table. in a man there. captured on video swimming through a fish tank at a sporting goods store. Uh, this gentleman's name, gentleman's, this dude's name is Kevin Wise, 26 years old. He told uh, local news stations that he plunged into the indoor aquarium at the Bass, Bass, yeah, not Bass, Bass Pro Shop. Last Bass week. Pro Shops are big. They're like nationwide. Yeah, uh, last week to follow through on a promise he made to his followers on TikTok. He said, if I get 2,000 likes, I would jump into the fish tank. He said, I got ma- way more than that, and I didn't want to be a liar. I was going to say, you should go for more than 2,000 likes if you're going to do something like that. Okay, a video captured by a uh, fellow bass shop uh, shopper, uh, Treasure McGraw, showed uh, Wise swimming through the tank before climbing out and running from the store with wet clothes on. Uh, McGraw said, we heard a big splash, and we thought it was one of the fish. Uh, my fiance was like, somebody's in the tank, and we saw a guy swimming around. So Bass Pro Shops filed a complaint to the police department saying that they had to use money to empty out the $13,000 gallon aquarium and clean it. So he was charged with simple criminal damage to property and was released with a citation to appear in court. That seems like he should have to like pay for something for that. Yeah. Well, he said that he plans on continuing making videos for his followers, but cautioned to others against doing similar spur-of-the-moment pranks. What a douche. Yeah. Yeah. Don't jump into it. Also, that's gross. Don't jump no, into it's the gross. Don't jump into store a... fish tank. Yeah, no, you don't want to be that's in the fish so tank. That's so gross. That's pretty gross. All right. There you have it. It's the world crazy. Crazy. Dun, 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 dun. All right, that was, pretty, that was pretty good. I would not jump in that. There's not enough. Uh, ugh, that's gross. That's what you fear. You get, like, grossed out so easily. I do get grossed out. I know. It's kind of silly. What, jumping into a fish tank? No, but you just, like, get grossed out by the most mundane things. You're mm. always grossed out. Wow. Uh, well, I was going to bring it back around to something else. Um, something uplifting. Do it. Which is, uh, today on Digital Trends Live, I had an interview with Karamo. <gasps> from Queer Eye? From Queer Eye. What? And I just recently started watching Queer Eye. So here's something that I will say. That is a... I didn't ever watch it. I didn't watch the original series. I didn't watch... I haven't watched the new series until just recently when my roommate was watching it. And I sat down like, all right, fine, I'll watch it. And... Holy shit, if that's not like the most wonderful show ever. It is the most wonderful show, and it's so uplifting and beautiful. And it they is truly an uplifting help people. show. They don't shame anyone. They don't make anybody feel bad. They help people out and, like, and they're you know, sweet help and they them make change their up their hairdo or whatever. And, and like, it and is lifestyles. And... It is a genuinely wonderful show. <laughs> I mean, it truly is. That makes me very, like, very happy to hear you say that. Those five guys are awesome. Um, you mean the Fab Five, Greg? The Fab Five. Uh-huh. And I mentioned Fab Five. So I interviewed Karamo is <laughs> one of them. And I got to interview him, and you know, shocker. He oh, was, he seems lovely. Yeah, he was lovely. Um, so it was really cool. It was a it was a fun interview, and I told him, you know, if you are so another thing to look for if you're looking for something a little bit uplifting right now. I know I'm sorry if we brought anybody down. We're just trying to have fun with what's going on. Uh, but something that is uplifting, it's on Netflix. Watch an episode. It's just they're just good. It's just a good good story. They're ridiculous. But they all know what they're doing, and then you know they help people out. And... I laugh out loud and cry like at least every episode. Yeah, it's uh, it's great. Yeah, it's it's good. And so uh, he was really cool to talk to. That's awesome. And then Can off people... the air, I met his fiance. Like he showed me him, and 
And then they said was I looked like some guy named. Was he super hot? He just popped in really quick. Okay. Um, but they said I looked like some guy named Randy. Randy. That's where they started off. Like, okay, Greg, wait, before we start, you look just like Randy. You have a doppelganger, and I'm like, all right. And then he brought over, yeah, his fiance. Like, look, doesn't he look like Randy? So I don't know who Randy <laughs> is. <laughs> um, but apparently, I look like Randy. That's pretty cool. Wherever Randy is out there. Shout out to Randy. Shout out to Randy, I guess. There you go. Handsome man. All right. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's it. Watch. Uh, Queer Eye is great. Um, send us an email. FunEmploymentRadio at gmail.com. Give us a call. 503-575-9120. Uh, thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. We really, really, really appreciate it. We'll be back tomorrow with another more episode. Fun wait, Radio. wait. Before we go. No, there's one more thing. So uh, you're leaving this in right now because we also have a bonus for those of you who are... Um, uh, Fun Employment Radio Supporters Club members. And then if you're not, well, the episode's going to come out a little bit later, but you'll uh, get to hear it as well. So right now, we're going to be able to play a new episode of Portland at the Movies. Wonderful. And uh, they are five members of Fun Employment Radio uh, Podcast Network, and we do appreciate them greatly. So this one is going to be, they said about a year ago, we reviewed an awful movie called Harvest of Fear and its sequel, Path of Evil. Both filmed oh, in Estacada, so Oregon. <laughs> And uh, they ranked them, they, they ripped on them, and then apparently the director of them reached out and said, can I come on your show? That's so they have, amazing. So they have the director on, who apparently worked with Scott Daly at some point in the past, too. And, oh, well, uh, Scott did a whole bunch of like movie stuff. Yeah, so, or excuse me, there was the co-writer, the co-writer gotcha. uh, contacted and uh, asked to come on. So that's what this episode is, so we'll have that up here for you, Supporters Club members, and then if you want to listen to the podcast... Uh, version it'll be out soon for portland at the movies hit subscribe to their show and uh, and then you'll be able to hear that as well but i thought that was pretty cool so awesome uh, that'll be airing here in just a moment for you supporters club members and thanks we'll be back tomorrow with more fun employment radio love you bye